Hello, everybody. We want to take just a minute to apologize about the episode you're about to listen to. We recorded it last night and everything sounded okay, but it turns out the audio software we use had a few glitches in it in the course of recording, and so it skips around a little bit. We decided to go ahead and leave it up here for you to listen to because some of you have already told us that you get the gist and you still enjoy it anyway. And we promise to make it up to you this upcoming week with Bloodsport. So without further ado, enjoy Episode 3, The Wedding Singer. Good evening. Welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a movie that was released during this week in history. We're starting with mostly movies released in 1998. We hope you enjoy our show, and we encourage you to participate on Facebook and other social media platforms in our discussion about the episode or what you hope to see in future episodes. Um, this week, we finally get to a movie that's good yeah. for the first time. We're on week three, and we've finally gotten to a good movie. Um, we got to sit down this week and watch The Wedding Singer. Yeah, Adam Sandler's first actual hit. Um, you know, Happy Gilmore did okay, but it's not really what you would consider a box office smash. It made money, but this was the first time he was in a movie that was a hit, and it started a good run of at least 10 years of him being in huge movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, Academy Award after Academy Award <laughs> Yeah, for exactly. Although, it's, to be fair, Happy Gilmore is still my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Mine, too. Happy Gilmore is the best. It is. This was a good movie. It takes away from Adam Sandler's kind of mystique and genre classification of himself mm -hmm. but i liked it um so we sat down this week and we sat and, and and we watched the wedding singer um great 1980s if you lived in the 80s like i did it really took me back there yes um so let's start off like we do every week and let's kind of look at what it went against and the box office from this week in 98 still not hitting an iceberg is titanic yeah, Titanic is still making $28 million. It actually went up 22% from last week, which it's is... incredible. Yeah, it's astonishing. It doesn't happen. Now, granted, this was um, Valentine's weekend. Yeah. It, the Saturday, Saturday actually was Valentine's this year, so Titanic was the perfect movie to yeah. do really well that day. It was a date movie. And Titanic, to put this in perspective, by this time, it's made in 1998 dollars, $370. $1.5 million. Yes. I have that in my couch. Yeah, yeah. It's just me change. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so it's not like it's great. Yeah, no, not at all. And then again, this is in $1998, which, yeah. you know, if, if, we, you... if we look at what it would have made in today's money, by today, by this time, $727.3 million. So it would have been, you know, the only thing that would be ahead of it now would be... Um, Force Awakens. Yeah, Star Wars. And maybe Avatar. I can't remember where I think Avatar ended at 760, but maybe. This is we still got a while before this movie isn't the number 1. But again, this was um the Valentine's weekend. I yeah. remember seeing Wedding Singer which came in at number 2 mm -hmm. because again that was um a good date movie. It had a romantic plot and for the time it did really well. It almost did 19 million dollars. It did 18.8 off yeah. an eighteen million dollar budget, so it's actually going to be profitable. It's we the first movie first, we did, our first profitable movie, mm -hmm. um, and we're only in weekend one for this one. So, yeah, um, New Line did a great job of making sure that they made money. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think it was really popular for a lot of reasons because, let's face it, a lot of the people who watched it are children of the 80s. Yeah, you know. Um, I remember distinctly seeing this movie because it was 20 years ago. It was the first Valentine's I was with my girlfriend, now wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that day we had uh, dinner at my house. I cooked her some food. We watched Princess Bride, and we didn't know what we were going to do. friend came over and said, hey, uh, my boyfriend and I are going to go see The Wedding Tank. You guys want to go? We said sure, and we had a good time. Mm-hmm. We really liked it. But that was 20 years ago, and I was thinking that the movie takes uh, takes place in 85. Right. It came out in 98. Right. So that's 13 years difference. Yeah, we're further away from the movie than the movie was from the time it took place. Yes, in. we are further away. So if they made this movie now and went back 13 years, it would be about 2005. So just put that into perspective. I can't really think of much culture from 2005 that would be as yeah, as iconic. iconic. Yeah, as 1980s. Which is really funny because if you think about it, usually it's – about 20 years because in the 90s everything was about the 70s the bell bottoms yeah. were big again you know happy days made a return unfortunately Brady Bunch yep disco you know all that stuff was kind of cool again nothing's made a return and then you know in the 2000s in the 90 you know in the late 90s it was yeah. all 80s stuff yeah but we have not gotten out of that no think of one of the biggest Netflix shows Stranger Things oh 1980s yeah um, one of the biggest horror movies It Took place now. It takes place in nineteen eighties. We yeah. haven't gotten to that nineties nostalgia yet, and it's kind of weird. I don't think there is nineties nostalgia. Yeah, I there mean, is. You know, slap bracelets, gag, Nirvana. Yeah, I guess. I mean, grunge bands and and flannel t shirts mm-hmm. that you tie around your waist. Yeah. Now you know there is a show that came out this weekend on Netflix called Everything Sucks, which I want to see because it is that nineties kind of thing. But I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, this is you know, it was one of these things that's really big in the eighties. They had all the jokes, which mm-hmm. I watched it with my two daughters, um, eleven and eight. This movie, yeah, The okay. Wedding Singer. I watched them with my daughter, and his daughters. It's kind of funny because they didn't get any of the jokes. Like no. they didn't get. Why he looked like Michael Jackson in the scene, or the dude that tried to be the Sonny Crockett from Miami Vice, or the Flock of Seagulls Joker. Did, did we they had get... to explain who Billy Idol was. Oh, did they get Don Johnson? No, no, they didn't get any of that because they don't know any of those. Well, that's not what is big from the '80s for children now. Well, I mean, think about it. When your daughters and my oldest daughter think about Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. They don't think of the cool Michael Jackson we knew in the 80s. Yeah. Michael Jackson was badass in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They really don't think about Michael Jackson. No, not really. You know, but they, if you see him on TV, it's now kind of creepy old Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, freak show Michael Jackson yeah. instead of, you know, talented thriller, yeah. you know, beat no. it Michael Jackson. Yeah, so it's it was a great movie. I loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it, Loved it's it again fun. today. We'll get to that part later. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's look at... We kind of looked at the box office of, of kind of what it was up against. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that came out in another – the other two movies we could have done this week would have been Sphere or The Borrowers. Yeah. I, I was kind of angling for The Borrowers. So no. this could have just become John Goodman made a lot of bad movies in the 1998 podcast. But – We might have quit. Yeah. Today. <laughs> we might have been like <laughs> – no, we might have started that movie. It would have been like, I'm good. Yeah, we're fine. We watched 10 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can talk about that for an hour. Yeah. Um. So those were the other two movies we could have done this week. We chose The Wedding Singer because mm-hmm. I actually liked it. And yeah. And honestly, I think it gives us more to talk about than the other two. Yeah. In Sphere, it could have been interesting because it had a really big cast at the time. It did. It was directed by a big name uh, director, Barry Levinson. Mm-hmm. It had a huge budget, which it didn't get close to making, so he no. could have kept that streak going. But The Wedding Singer 
is the one that's remembered from this time. You know, we're talking about movies that we remember from 20 years ago, and it is still remembered because, like I said, this is that movie that really got um, Adam Sandler on that hot streak. It mm-hmm. was Jim Carrey in the early 90s, and mm-hmm. anything he could do was boxed off as gold. And then with The Wedding Singer, you know, Adam Sandler got that because right after this he does Waterboy – he does Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a lot of huge hits coming after this. And it started with The Wedding Singer because it kind of got him out of that um, niche he was in of frat boy, Stupid Saturday humor. Yeah. And, you know, what it was is mostly he had great chemistry with Drew Barrymore. Which we see later on in Fifty First Dates. Yes, but not that third one that they made. That was pretty bad. I never watched it. Like I saw part of it on HBO once, not and I've actually thing. seen interviews where he's like, "Yeah, the only reason I did it is I wanted to go on a vacation with my family to Africa." So yeah. I saw this script said Africa, so and I we went. decided to go. Yeah, it, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but so basically, the plot is this: it's the 1980s, 1985, 1985 exactly, and. He is a wedding singer. That's a shock, I know. Yeah. It's a shock. So, spoiler alert. I thought he was alert. going to be an accountant. No, he's a wedding singer. It was weird. I, know what, I was leaning you know toward Mob Hitman. Know what Ben Affleck was in The Accountant, though? A wedding singer. It was kind of weird. I didn't see that one coming. Wait, Ben Affleck was a... He's, he was a, a wedding singer in The Accountant? Yes. You know what George Clooney was in The American? What? A Soviet. Oh, that... See? It's just like... Mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, these movies just kind of zig when you think they're going to But this one, this one did not. It zigged and stayed zigging. <laughs> yeah, it stayed that zig. <laughs> so um, he, he is a wedding singer. He's successful. It's happy-go-lucky. Uh, we got Boy George, yeah. look-like guy who only knows the one song. Uh-huh. Played by Rosanna Arquette, which, you know, for 1998 was pretty good. I mean, like, they kind of made fun of her, but, you know, she was the first kind of trans person out there. Yeah. Tragically, she, um, he, she, she died, because it was, yeah. We're gonna go with that. For this movie in 1998 to yeah. put her on there, and she wasn't, like, his hit. The one. Yes. Which I think everybody knows. Yes. He, he's singing with everybody, and everybody's having a good time. Steve Buscemi comes up on stage. Yeah, and Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Of course, he makes a total fool of himself because he's, he's drunk. character escorts him out. Mm-hmm. Robbie uh, escorts him out. Uh, and uses the whole situation. He escorts him out, and then he goes over. He finds um, a kid who's drank at a wedding. Yes. Um, and he diffuses that situation, too, by taking it away from the parents. So the Drew Barrymore's character mm-hmm. for the first time. Who just – this is the one thing I didn't understand. Lives there. Yeah. Her cousin works at this place. And her fiance never explained that. I'm like, no. she shouldn't be new if she knows everybody in this town. Yeah, I mean, she's not. Nobody seems to know her at the time. Mm-hmm. But yet, her whole family and everyone. I used fear. That's another movie. Oh yeah, that, the sphere of influence. Yeah, with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, um, he's getting married next week. Yeah, and she's kind of sad because she's engaged, but he he's getting married next week. He's always wanted to get married because um, you find out later from his sister mm-hmm. that their parentory scene of. That's why he's always wanted to get married, because our d- parents died at such a young age that yeah. plot being thrown into this movie. Yeah, it, it, that that's that particular scene was one of those. So quickly, just toss this right here in this line of dialogue. Yeah. Um, Basil Exposition. His wedding. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sing at hers. And he's going to sing at hers, and it's going to be a beautiful, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Of how to play in, uh, yeah, a how piano to sing and a song. sing. For be- her 50th she, anniversary. Yeah, she's going to her 50th. So yeah. he doesn't take money from this one woman, who's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. A hardy job. Woman. 
But yeah, so we have to establish he's a good guy. Yeah, and he doesn't get paid. Oh, you gotta take it and like puts him in his hands. Yeah, because so, he has to go. Tupperware. Oh, uh, here, just hold on. Every time I see it. Mm-hmm. So everything's great and rosy and weekend. It's his wedding. He's standing outside. He's happy. He's All happy. of his friends are there. Friend, but no Linda. Yeah, she doesn't show up. No Linda. She doesn't show. Um, he keeps. There, and there was a note. Kept. Yes, there was a note. Um, which I have to think. Sure. That that's that's it for me. You're yeah, done. Yeah, that'd be it. I mean, I can handle a lot of other things in a relationship, and he kind of is too in a way. He goes into a nice little side room, a little side like um, and goes ballistic. Yep. Um, that was that was a fun scene. Mm-hmm. Sisters. Bas- sisters' basement. Excuse me. Yeah. His sister's basement, where he's living. Mm-hmm. Even for eighties. Yeah, but the you know the time that they actually use his like whole his scream really well. Yes. Um, so she leaves. And, yes. He doesn't know anybody that doesn't work in a wedding no, business. Nope, doesn't know anybody. So his, like, friend's wedding, I think this is the best scene of the movie. This is probably, we'll get to this in a few minutes, but I think this is the He's sad the whole time he's singing it. Uh-huh. But then, you know, he gives observation that the freaks at Table 9, mm-hmm. those freaks are, are stars of TV. They, those people are never going to find love, but, hey, I'm glad you two did. At least she didn't stand you up. And mm-hmm. he, um, he, gets, he gets them all involved. Mm-hmm. He also gets the bride's father involved um that pretty much is going to end at least that job that night really cute scene at a bar mitzvah where well, it's not rosie rosie's the grandma oh yeah rosie's the grandma Another, you know cute scene because he again we got to establish how good, good guy. of a guy he is because shtick which is you know he's kind of mean and erupt but he also has to play this her cheeks Yep. And then, like, something that was kind of weird if you think about it, because then love stinks, but I'm like, why are you putting my 13-year-old yeah. girl's hands on but, your butt? But it catches on. I thought yes, it was cute. It was I thought cute. it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, he gets he gets done dancing. Oh, these They're going to have a thing. These two are destined to be together. Yeah, they're going to have a thing. Um, your cousin lives here. Your fiancé lives here. Well, her fiancé, we've established at this um, Because he's rich. Because so, he's rich. Um, there's a whole thing going on that is that why Julia Wadey's in the store, so... Mm-hmm. CDs are now dead, I think we can say. So it was a good time to Now we have a montage of them, going you know, to going to places, eating cake. You know, at the end of this, end of the montage, we're in her house and her and her cousin, her and Drew Barrymore are arguing about what kind of kiss to do. At the wedding. Uh-huh. Is it, should Not be between. Say something in between. Robbie shows up and this is the first, I guess. Just pausing at that. I liked how awkward uh, Robbie was. Mm-hmm. As as the easy and a slut, yeah. And he goes, "I kissed her. It didn't really mean anything." And then they go, "Christine Taylor and, and Adam Sandler's character." And then, of course, the two lovebirds that aren't really lovebirds. Yeah, yeah. But but it still looked more like a strip club. It wasn't. It was some sort of just a club from the eighties. Apparently, six. yeah. I was so, four, so I wasn't doing too much clubbing at that time. I was. Yeah, I was macking it something for him because even though Robbie doesn't seem into it at all, her cousins all over. And let's just take a tangent here. Mm-hmm. Are there women in the audience that don't go together to the bathroom? So this leaves Robbie with the tool of a fiancé, mm-hmm. and he starts with the line that's grade oh, A prime yeah. beef. Grade A prime ass or something Yeah, like something that. like that. You know, douche for being, you know, a serial, you know, philanderer. But now, if you're talking about younger than the girl looked all of 20... Yeah, Ugh. okay. But yeah, at so, least he wasn't at the bar mitzvah. Yeah, there, well, yeah that would have been bad could have been some problems so now robbie really hates this guy and um sure. well and also he admitted that he got uh, younger last week yeah 
And, you know, he says, well, you're not, this is about to end because you're yeah, going to be, you get married. He's like, well, I work in the uh, city. I'll have long nights. So Robbie really doesn't like him. Um, they go their separate ways because Julia is sick and Robbie takes, goes home with mm-hmm. uh, her cousin. She tries to get with him and he just doesn't do it. And she's like, you're in love with Julia. Yeah. When, when Julia goes home, though, we theme going. Yeah. Just blaring. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, Christine. Yeah, if you, you come upstairs, you're getting you get, late. Yeah, 1985. A woman tells me that I know what it means, and I might have said okay. Yeah, I was of age at that point, by the way. Yeah. Just for I think Drew Barrymore is adorable in this. I'd have gone with you. One. Yeah. Um, Julia, he just doesn't understand it yet. He won't admit it, mm-hmm. but he declines. I'm gonna have to, you know, this is not the way it's gonna be for me. Mm-hmm. This is where we find out that Christine. And it's he goes, because he's because getting he, money. Because he has money, yeah. And this is kind of bullish that they like each other. Mm-hmm. And it's still got a good half hour, 40 minutes left. really feel the gears and the, you know, machination working. It goes and gets drunk later on. Goes and gets plastered um, later. Now, there is a funny scene of douchebag fiancé. And he's like, I used to be stronger. And then, you know, Robbie gets... He goes and he tries to get a real job, and then Julia comes and is going to profess personalized well, music, and calls him an asshole because she's like, "Well, you only care." About- I think so. I think those are gremlins. Mm-hmm. They are horrible looking <laughs> cars. Oh yeah, they. Sam throws the things up, and he and goes, "I am, off. I am an asshole." And then, of course, and at this point, yeah, he was drunk, so he's beyond not, drunk. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of passes out, and yeah, I'm guess, I'm just guessing that she just snuggles with him. I don't know because so then, um, then Julia comes back. You yeah. Know, just to say that she, when she had talked to her mom, yeah, she talks to both of them, and she had gotten in the dress, uh-huh. and all the contrivances kind of slammed together. Yeah, it's just boom, 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 and you're just like, yeah, this is work for whatever reason. Gotten one of his shirts, and like the one thing I didn't understand is like, does she already? He still passed. He out. still passed out. So she leaves because he thinks she thinks they got back together, break up. Which you know, again, my kids didn't get the joke because they're like, no. what's a Van Halen over? To her house. And this is where the scene is where yeah. the mom, who's a horrible character, oh. you can't go with the wedding singer. He don't makes go to no, the person you love. Yeah, don't go to the person you love because you'll be in five years or I if, I somehow if, become the first lady. I, I don't know. If they, then, before Robbie gets close enough, she starts saying her... Who's a kicker for the Bears for a while? Um, What was Robbie's last name? Robbie Hart. Yeah, Robbie Hart. so she was Julia, Mrs. All happy. And he's going to profess his love, but of course he sees her... Smiling in the wedding. This was before she professes you know her what? love. I think, yeah, I think I got it switched it's up just, because it's a crap. Comes back to say he's sorry, sees her happy, and then then they go to the then they, they get the, the drunk, gets in the fight, and then she sees the ex, and then the ex leaves, and then his he's at he's at he's at Rosie's fiftieth wedding anniversary now. Yeah. Um, the buddy just looks at him and goes, "Yeah, go get her, go. girl." Because mm-hmm. apparently he can't drive here. No driver takes right. Him. So then Christine Taylor comes in. They're on their way to Vegas. Vegas. They're going to the Flock of Seagulls guy. At, that guy was awesome. Yeah. Do you like Flock of Seagulls? Clearly you, you do. do. <laughs> Your credit card to his buddy who's the limo driver. And he's like, yeah. Where does the limo driver have that whatever? Here's your, here's my credit card. So um, then they go and he's in first class. He shot way too much of the whoosh with the underneath of the plane. And then that, that cuts to Julia sitting next uh, to him. giving them the window seat. Yeah. And she's like, I've always wanted the window seat. And he's like, no, I don't want to give. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So then we go and he's in first class and doesn't know how to do it because he's never been first. Like, a, like it's a napkin bib. And, he, and he's like, no, and you do this. So then he starts telling everybody in first Really, he did. Yeah. 
so, had a rough life. Yeah, so he's telling his story to all the chapels and mm-hmm. find her. And then um, just so happened that Gride, Grade A, a Prime, prime Ass, ass or, or like whatever. That. Whatever he had said earlier in the movie. Yeah. Exactly. got to do this right now. Can no you more guys... establishing shots needed. Yeah, no more establishing shots needed because we're all on the same plane. Very sweet scene because Billy Idol takes over the um, yeah. song to someone in coach and cause because we let our let our first class uh, passengers do pretty much anything. Here we go. Airport, and he sings this song called I Want to Grow Old With You. I love the song, by the yeah. way. He does. And so, you know, he sings the song. Um, they have Billy Idol. He's uh, the douchey um, fiance is trying to beat up Robbie, which at this point... Like beats him up. But, His fate is sealed anyway. Yeah, but then they have the scene where it's... And a big biker the big, Yeah, up. big biker guy. Who reminded me, in a way, of, of the big biker from... O- Notice this? The girl that... Like, the old woman he's talking to mm-hmm. in first class. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. Do you know what Arnold Schwarzenegger uses in Total Recall? Oh, my God, she where, was. Like, and then he starts glitching. And it was her. Which is the second Total Recall girl, because when you think of Total no. Recall girl, you think of the song, you know. Um, the guy... The fiancé gets locked in the bathroom... And cut to a bit later. Happy, 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 joy, joy. Um, and I, it kind of hints at Rob Dong. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be a record like, contract. Yeah, now. I'll talk to my record person, and he's like, he's the singer. He's like, hey, we have the rest of our lives here. Yeah, hang on so, a minute. So he's gonna be doing what he loves. Listen to some '80s, you know, music as we leave. I I love the movie. It, it's a good movie. It's in the upper echelons of an act because the third act really drug i thought because i'm like yeah yeah just i hate all this stuff like the you can figure out what's gonna happen she's gonna say that how many of them end with them running towards the plane they don't do it anymore because three hours later you know still in security but yeah how many old movies were did in front of everybody everybody goes oh so that's the one reason i will say i really liked it i did have seen for this podcast yeah although it gets better in the next few weeks yeah it does and, I, and it's got a special place in my heart because sure. it was the first Valentine's movie I saw. For me, even though it's it's painful to see all insane and romantic comedies when these characters can't just be like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Making up and it's yeah, over. Exactly. Oh, did I mishear that? Or, you know, yeah. I heard this fr- up your, you know, ex-fiance so I can talk to him. Yeah, why don't you go talk to him real quick? I think it's probably out... Happy Gilmore has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Fifty First Dates comes in next. Yeah, Fifty First Dates is good. I actually really enjoy Click. God, don't even go there. <laughs> That's not as bad as Little Nicky. No, it's not. Yeah, they're really good. I think mm-hmm. was because he wasn't playing the Adam Sandler in our season um, with the Truman Show and Jim Carrey. Yeah, just like ass. this took Adam took Sandler. Adam Sandler out of his typical role. Yes, and they actually gave him a kill. He was. I grew. I like when Adam Sandler plays a sweet character too, because he actually does seem like if you ever see him on an interview or something, he seems like he has a very sweet soul, and he's got the face, the hangdog look for this yeah. kind of sweet, you know, puppy dog kind of role. So yeah, I thought that was good. I did too. I like it. Um, and, and, you know, and it's the just next great. and the next thing that we always talk about is does it hold up? Since it was it an does. 80s movie, it does because it does. it's already back in the time. Well, who's going to movies still today? Mm-hmm. You and me. Yes, exactly. And we knew the 80s. We're child of the 80s. If a movie about the 80s came out today, would you go see it? Let me just ask Stranger Things that yeah. for real for or a second. It. Or it. Yeah. And the answer is a big fat yes. Yeah. 
Now, so, some of the references would probably be different because some of it didn't age as well. Now there'd probably be a lot more Spielberg kind of jokes or yeah, Star Wars or yeah, and maybe you know, they, maybe stuff they'd make like more that. fun of Michael Jackson in there. Um, but and you also got to think that they were in '98, mm-hmm. um, GI Joe, Transformers, yeah. stuff that. Because the people are making the movie, I really watched it that much. No. I didn't listen to Flock of Seagulls, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know what it, it does. It got that 80s aesthetic well. So it's, you know, you're we're seeing a lot of these movies be funny when we look back at the movies. It used to be what's the car they're driving or, like, um, flip phone and then it'll go to, like, when there was a small razor and then the iPhone phone. Zach Morris phone it. Mm. I can't remember what it was, but. Yeah. Like, oh, I know where this took place. Yeah, it's like, oh. Best scene in the movie. To I, me. It's probably one of two early in the movie. I also, I, you know what? I love the song in the, on the plane. The movie gets, because he is very, he's like calling them freaks <laughs> oh, and fatty. God, yeah. And then there's the one part he's like, yeah, you're right, I would. So that's really good. And then like, yeah, it's the sweetest scene where Adam Sandler sings a really classic Adam Sandler from most of his movies. Mm-hmm. And this version of Adam Sandler. Yeah, I, w- I don't know either. Because the song's catchy too, and it's good. Um. The worst scene of the movie, Double Train Wreck. Yeah. To me, it's the scene where... With the mom? That Linda opens the door. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. Yeah. I don't know why it bothered me as much as it did, but it really bothered me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I still think I'm going with the scene with, you know, her. she's actually happy because it's him. I'm like, oh, give me a freaking break. Yeah, so. that scene is pretty bad. That mom is horrible. Yeah, she's a horrible person. How did Julia grow up at know. all? Yeah. To be who she is. Yeah. Which gets us to the champion of the film for me. It's Drew Barrymore because okay, I've seen a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Sure. A lot of them are bad. Yes. The best ones, like you said, 50 First Dates is up there. This is up there because has he has something to play off of. My, my theory is you let Adam Sandler do what he wants. He's his own worst enemy. You have mm-hmm. something else there that he's like, okay, like this one. He's like, I want to make a romantic comedy. I can't be myself because, frankly, women don't like Adam Sandler. Adam yeah. Sandler is popular with guys. Like, my plays something not obnoxious. Even, so, even Billy Madison, where he can play off of what's her name? Well, yeah. But I mean, that was like an Adam Sandler yeah. frat boy movie. This, this were nice, and you want them to get together. So she's mine because, like I, I said, nothing. I think she takes her kind of bubbly cuteness and ramps it up even. Scream, Wedding Singer. Um, that movie never been kissed. Never been, you know, yeah. she had the ET and Firestarter, then the Twenty Years of Drugs and Peak Barrymore. This is the beginning of the Peak Barrymore. So for me, the champion of the film. And every time I ask some, I go to him. I say, "Wedding singer, name a character." The rapping, rapping grandma. grandma. Yeah, I love the meatball scene. Uh, I love the rapping grandma at yep. the end. Hip hop, hip Yes, she's so sweet. She's so. Oddly innocent, and which was only <laughs> slightly awkward. What, what did she say? Back then, you would have called me a whore. I really don't want to know this. <laughs> but I love her. I love her character. Um, I see Drew Barrymore too, though. Yeah, yeah. Leaves. You know, she's yeah. the you know ca- she's a cameo champion. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I think it'd be huge. I think it would be too. I honestly wonder if it would be bigger today. Than- um, much bigger star. You know, and like we talked about earlier, you look at what the most popular thing. You've got Stranger Things. You've got the It reincarnate. You've mm-hmm. got all these. It would be sitting at least. Well, let's face it. We 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 haven't really touched on this too much, but and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it could, I think it could hold its own. Maybe not in a blobby. Yeah, you know, you re. I think if you would have released this against the third Fifty Shades of Grey, I don't know about a Panther. Yeah, it'd probably do better than that one. Might do better than the Panther movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I think it'd beat that I one. haven't seen that movie yet, but now that I've noticed Made by Blade, I did go see um, I did go see Greatest Showman today. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Excellent. Is it about a panther? Yeah. Okay. But the thing I didn't know until I watched it, like some of the characters start riding like armor-plated rhinos. I'm like, yes, I love this movie. Hey, you know, it wasn't armor-plated. And nobody he does he does write it to like basically the ballet yes back to but, our yeah, movie but, for today. but getting back to it yes i think <laughs> i think it would do well oh yeah blockbuster a solid box office hit today. yeah it'd be a box it'd make his budget yeah easily it, and more you know it's kind of at the total apex of Oof. adam sandler yeah this would have been a 200 million dollar slope i'd say do about what it did then so so this isn't something we'd normally probably wouldn't cast barrymore and sandler who would who would be your two mains you know, I would... Zac Efron? God, no. <laughs> I... It's perfect. Yeah. The one that was in Workaholics. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but... But who would the woman be? I don't know. Jenna Fisher's too old because she could have done this. She could have done it. The Mother of Dragons from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. See, Amelia I could Clark? See, yeah, I could see I her. I Adams is a little old, too. She could have done it a few years ago when she did Enchanted. Yeah. I'm trying to think coming 25-year-old. Probably well, someone from a Disney movie. But it's, it's, Zadaya. it's because we've talked about this before. You know, you mentioned that we're too old for these up-and-coming actresses. As I see the chick from Wizards of Waverly yeah. Place, yeah. I can't see her being a young yeah. woman. Hey, don't kiss her. Oh, put on more clothes. Yeah, but it, it I'm would, old now. Yeah, it would have to be someone from one of those shows. Nope, I got it. Um, Hermione. Oh, yeah, Emma Watson. Emma Watson would be perfect Boom, in this. perfect. Sold. Yep. So, Recast it. Now you've got a $200 million blockbuster. Yes, now you do. Um, we're going to add one more thing to our our outline. We're going to do it this week, starting this week. What would you pay to rent this movie? Now, I didn't pay anything to rent the movie because I was still on my seven-day free Cinemax trial from not paying to yeah. watch Blues Brothers 2000. And I didn't either because I had the blue – I still have the DVD from 20 years ago. It was a flipper. Got the VHS. I know. I love that. Because <laughs> I, I w- we were texting back and forth because we both had the most exciting Valentine's Days ever with our spouses. We both, Mine worked. We both stayed home. Oh, she was working. <laughs> she was teaching that yeah. night. She was teaching, so you watched it. I watched it with my whole family. That was our Valentine's Day was we watched yeah. this and ate pizza. But yeah, I, we were texting back and forth, and I thought I'd have the winning thing because mm-hmm. it's a flip case open Those and one great. side was non-anamorphic the 101 mile an hour fastball i have it, I on, have it VHS. on vhs day free trial of cinemax yes which you should have should have canceled after i did they made you watch blue um, but you know i wouldn't have minded if i didn't I own it. it yeah i wouldn't have minded saying hey kids would have totally been worth easily it. done that yep honestly though would i pay to rent the movie no by the time i because this is one of those movies that i'm not gonna sit there and say Mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan, Army of Darkness, things like that. It's not. It's not that level. Blues Brothers, two thousand. Oh, it's not that level, but it is a level where I could see myself once every. You haven't seen that in ages. Yeah, let's or you're that. or you're just going through your, your library. library you're like, oh look, yeah, let's watch. The money to buy it anyway. Exactly. So, um, all the movies that actually did well. Yes, it was the first movie that didn't make me want to, you know, cry after watching it. Screen. Yeah, and, and I didn't want to hurt the switch. Yeah, that's too expensive. Too expensive. Um, now, so next, be honest with not, you. There was nothing that we wanted to see. I'm going to be honest with you. The next week, we have to talk about, though. Yeah, it, because I was talking to my wife about this, because I told her we were breaking with tradition. She said, good noir trapping film, but there just wasn't enough to say. So what no, are... We are bringing you Bloodsport. Yes. JCVD's Bloodsport. Years old. So we're going to see one of 
Jean-Claude Van Damme's first m- movie actually is. Because I could. Oh, yeah, I probably could, too. I love Bloodsport. Yes. It's just 30. 30 years. We'll still go through the whole how to do this weekend. What was it up against? Uh-huh. It's on not, our podcast. Not the last time he will, either. No. Nope. Donald Trump's favorite movies. So. So maybe we should invite him to guest. Yes. He's good parts. So There's lots of how do you fast forward through Bloodsport? I don't know. All of it's good. Maybe he should be that could could be on the best list. Yep, he might be. Um, but that's wedding singer for us. We do Bloodsport, Dark City, Lebowski, Man in the Iron Mask, Wild Things, and then we. So <laughs> that week will be a, a a triple episode. We'll probably be down here for about four or five hours. Yep. See you next week. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, uh, I want you to know we hit exactly fifty. Um, make sure you're giving us. Some good reviews on iTunes and so who your favorite uh, actress to star in an Adam Sandler movie is? Yeah, Adam Sandler in Jack and Jill. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Modern Family uh, from Julia Happy Gilmore. Bowen. Julia Bowen. Yeah, yeah. She was good too. Yeah, she was good. For, yeah, they've had. He's actually had a lot of big stars. So, Most times they just don't. Question: Who was your favorite uh, Adam Sandler co-star. female co-star? I'm guessing it's going to be Adam Sandler from Jack and Jill. I hope you're wrong. I uh, hope our listeners are better than that. Well, for let's celebrate. This is Ryan. This is Steve. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hello, everybody. We want to take just a minute to apologize about the episode you're about to listen to. We recorded it last night and everything sounded okay, but it turns out the audio software we use had a few glitches in it in the course of recording, and so it skips around a little bit. We decided to go ahead and leave it up here for you to listen to because some of you have already told us that you get the gist and you still enjoy it anyway, and we promised to make it up to you this upcoming week with Bloodsport. So without further ado, enjoy episode three, The Wedding Singer.